0: Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis, Wednesday edition of the program. I hope all of you are having fantastic starts to your week. I hope you have tans as good as my tan. Uh, and we got a lot to dive into uh, as the fallout continues over what I think it's fair to call the disastrous decision by the Department of Justice to send the FBI into Mar a Lago. I uh, want to talk about that. Feels like Order 66 is being invoked. Deshaun Watson, I haven't discussed the legalities surrounding that case as there were a lot of uh, details coming out last week. I will talk with you about that. Piers Notre Dame is staying independent. Washington, D.C., New Orleans going to require kids get the COVID shot in order to attend public school. <clears throat> this is a big story. should be getting more attention. Uh, 8.5% inflation in July. Also still near a 40-year high. Elon Musk, what's going on with Twitter? I haven't updated you guys with that in a while. And an elite all-girls school in Nashville now says after 155 years, if you're a boy who believes that you are a girl, you are welcome to apply to their school. But we begin with news that has come out that it appears the Department of Justice is now running in the opposite direction from the, tr- the raid that occurred at Mar-a-Lago. And I'm reading, the first place that I saw with this story was Newsweek, uh, which had a story up this morning right before we went on air for the Clay and Buck show, saying, and I'm reading directly from the Newsweek article, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, this is according to multiple sources, was based largely on information from an FBI confidential source who was able to identify what classified documents Trump was still hiding, even the location of those documents. This is according to two senior government officials. Uh, They said the raid occurred deliberately when the president was not present. Uh, President Trump was in New York at the time of the raid. And I'm reading again from Newsweek. They thought denying the former president a photo opportunity or a platform from which to grandstand would lower the profile of the event. Uh, This person has a 30-year veteran of the FBI. The effort to keep the raid low key failed. Instead, it prompted a furious response. What a spectacular backfire, says the justice official. I know this is a quote from Newsweek. I know there is much speculation out there this is political persecution, but it's really the best and the worst of the bureaucracy in action. They wanted to punctuate the fact this was a routine law enforcement action stripped of any political overtones, and they got the exact opposite. Both government officials say the raid was scheduled with no political motive and, quote, They were seeking to avoid any media circus. So even though everything made sense bureaucratically and the FBI feared documents might be destroyed, they also created the very firestorm they sought to avoid in ignoring the fallout. Um, Okay, so uh, a lot of details have come out about this investigation. Nine rough hours inside of Mar-a-Lago, 30 some odd Uh, FBI officials storming the gates effectively of Mar-a-Lago. And this feels, let's go back in the story here for a moment because I think a lot of people have not discussed this. How did we become aware that this FBI raid occurred? Think about that for a moment. How did this news come out from Donald Trump himself? It wasn't until Donald Trump posted a statement on Truth Social about this FBI raid that anyone was aware it had actually occurred. That's despite the fact that it started in the morning and went on all day. Why do I think that's significant? Think about what happens on most raids where they're going after Trump administration officials. Usually... They tip off the media. Remember when they went in uh, to, uh, uh, to, to so many of these Trump uh, alleged officials? Roger Stone, for instance. Remember when CNN happened to be there at 5.30 in the morning to get the footage back in 2019 of that raid? Usually, they have had cameras present. I think this is kind of interesting. No cameras present for an FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. And CNN, Washington Post, MSNBC, the New York Times, the usual, this is the usual assets of the Democratic Party did not break any of this story about Donald Trump. In fact, if Trump didn't post the message that he did in the afternoon evening of Monday, around 6.30 Eastern, would this story even have gone public? Remember, they said that previously agents had visited Mar-a-Lago, I believe it was in June, and that Trump had said hi to them, effectively, and allowed them access to as many documents as they wanted there. Now, we played, you may have heard us on the Clay and Buck show, Kash Patel told us that Trump had declassified massive amounts of documents. And so this whole story about Trump taking classified documents has never made a lot of sense to me because Trump's not packing up boxes. Do you really think the President of the United States, as he's preparing to leave the White House, is on his hands and knees grabbing things and putting them inside of boxes? Or do you think there's tons of staffers running around like crazy, filling things up. I mean, and let me just point this out to you as well. You ever moved? You ever moved with a huge amount of boxes? How long does it take you to figure out which box has which objects when you move? If you're filling up those boxes and you are putting them in the moving van and you've ever gone into a new home you oftentimes spend weeks or months unpacking and still trying to track down where everything is. So my point here is, I just want you to think about it. Trump broke the news about this raid. There is no evidence that the FBI wanted this story to get out to the Washington Post, to the New York Times, to CNN, to MSNBC, because they didn't break it. And they had all day to break that story. If the FBI really thought they had Donald Trump dead to rights on something, don't you think they would pull a Roger Stone here and notify all of the media so that they could line up and break the story? How gleeful do you think CNN would have been to be able to break into programming and say that the FBI was raiding Trump. How ecstatic would the Washington Post and the New York Times be to have been able to break the news about this raid? Instead, it went on all day and it didn't break until Trump himself put the news out. I just want you to consider this. I've never seen the Republican Party party in the last two years more firmly lined up behind Donald Trump than they are right now. This is November of 2020 level optimism and excitement and support for Donald Trump in the Republican party. And even people who don't like Trump who might be independent or Republican voters are looking around and saying, This is an unprecedented act. There's no way we can support Joe Biden's Department of Justice deciding to raid the former president and the potential top candidate to replace Joe Biden. This truly is Banana Republic third world country behavior. Think about this. If Donald Trump had sent FBI agents in to raid Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in 2020 as the presidential election year was going on, people would have lost their minds. They would have said that Trump was a dictator. They would have said that he was an authoritarian intent with destroying all aspects of democracy. How in the world do you argue that there are threats to democracy associated with January 6th? When the sitting president of the United States Justice Department is raiding through the FBI his top rival to be president. That's so much more of a threat to democracy itself. You're using armed forces to storm into the private residence of a former president and the man who is presumed to be the top candidate to run again in 2024? And you are doing that under the guise of getting a warrant from, by the way, a far left-wing political operative who happens to be a judge but has donated money to Democrats his entire life and you're getting him to grant a warrant related to classification Of old documents for the National Archives? This is third world banana republic level behavior by Joe Biden's Department of Justice. And you don't have to be a Republican or an independent to see it. Andrew Cuomo pointed it out, Andrew Yang pointed it out, CNN's top legal analyst pointed it out. Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, and Christopher Wray and the FBI look like absolute imbeciles, bungling lunatics obsessed with Donald Trump based on the behavior here as more and more of this evidence comes out. You got FBI agents walking around in Melania Trump's dresses, looking over her shoes, pulling out the drawers and checking out her underwear? I mean, this is unseemly behavior for Joe Biden's Justice Department to even be attempting this. And I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, sometimes we overuse the phrase unprecedented. This has never happened before. Hunter Biden has committed multiple felonies based on the laptop that is in possession right now of the Department of Justice He's on Air Force One flying away for a vacation with Joe Biden right now. If you ever doubted whether our FBI is honest or not, the president's son has committed multiple felonies, likely including the president himself. And right now he's under Secret Service protection flying down to South Carolina for a vacation with Joe Biden. This is Banana Republic-level behavior. And I think the American public sees it, rejects it, and right now is rising Donald Trump up as a result of this behavior. I don't believe that Trump has been this strong since November of 2020 when he received the most votes of any sitting president in the history of our country. And I think Donald Trump is poised to beat Joe Biden in 2024. And I think that's why the Department of Justice is panicked because they've done everything they could to try to knock Donald Trump out. And he's still there standing in the ring without them able to land an actual knockout blow. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Scott Perry is a congressman. He's a member of the Freedom Caucus. He was on vacation with his family when the FBI showed up and demanded that he turn over his cell phone. On vacation with his family, sitting United States congressman, the FBI shows up and demands that he turn over his cell phone. Who's next? It feels like every single day, I used this analogy to start off Clay and Buck one of the hours today. Feels like Order 66 has been given. For those of you who are Star Wars nerds, for those of you who also may have kids and been watching Star Wars, when Emperor Palpatine takes over as a dictator ostensibly to make the empire and the universe safer, He executes Order 66, which is the order to kill all Jedis. Has a great scene where Yoda avoids being killed. It's a really great scene. Certainly Obi-Wan avoids it. But almost all other Jedis are killed unexpectedly as Order 66 is issued. It feels like the Biden Department of Justice has issued their version of Order 66... To go after all of the most stalwart opponents of this administration using jackbooted thuggery FBI agents to do their bidding. Who's next? Who is the next person to face legitimate persecution of a political nature from the FBI? Do you trust the FBI? I don't. People say, oh, well, they got a warrant. Yeah, they got a warrant when they spied on Trump's campaign. It was based on lies. I don't trust the FBI not to lie. I believe the FBI has been overtaken by political concerns. I don't believe you can trust them. We just saw a bunch of people, we saw the FBI trumped up charges against Gretchen Whitmer over an assassination kidnapping attempt which has been roundly rejected so far by juries. I think that the Biden Department of Justice is out of control. Merrick Garland should have to answer questions under oath in front of Congress. And I think, frankly, as more details of this raid come out, we need to see the warrant and we need to see Merrick Garland answer questions about it. And potentially, Merrick Garland may need to step down over this behavior and what's going on right now. But right for the moment, Donald Trump chess move, he published this raid and his support is surging on a level that I have not seen in two years. I want to talk about a couple of other stories that are out there. Deshaun Watson. Um, I saw today where Roger Goodell, might have been yesterday, came out and said that this was the... Uh, this was the case, but Roger Goodell effectively said that there was predatory behavior that uh, Deshaun Watson had engaged in, and this happened last week where there was a six-game suspension officially uh, given, and then uh, the NFL had several days to decide whether or not to appeal. They have appealed. They want a year or more for Deshaun Watson. I've said it for a long time, and I'll continue to say it now. I am opposed to the idea of sports leagues giving suspensions. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of sports leagues conducting their own investigations. I don't believe it makes sense whatsoever. I've argued against it for a long time. You can go back and read old articles that I wrote. I was right. I think the precedent that the NFL set by deciding to be judge, jury, executioner by investigating off the field entirely related behavior, right? I'm not talking about whether somebody used PEDS or whether there was a violation of rules or inappropriate behavior that occurs in a game. I'm talking about the NFL actually conducting their own version of criminal investigations. I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think it ever has made any sense. And in the Deshaun Watson case... 30 different women accusing him, either criminally or civilly, of inappropriate behavior. The key takeaways from that decision that the judge rendered was that Deshaun Watson did, in fact, violate uh, the women based on the evidence that she reviewed um, that there was strong evidence that he had committed uh, a uh, inappropriate behavior. And as part of that inappropriate behavior uh, in her ruling, what I thought was probably the most significant part of, of that ruling was that Deshaun Watson did sexually assault these women. And so now the NFL is arguing there's predatory behavior and Deshaun Watson deserves a more substantial punishment. I think that's probably true relative to the precedents in place. Ezekiel Elliott, one woman, six games. Ben Roethlisberger, one woman, six games. No charges filed in either. We could run through a long litany of past punishments. Deshaun Watson also set up a virtual uh, low contract. So whatever punishment he would get going forward would not be very substantial in his mind in terms of costing him very much money. So I don't think you can count last year because he got full payment and he wasn't ineligible. He elected not to play himself. Uh, But the NFL, in my mind, I said the same thing about Trevor Bauer for Major League Baseball. I don't think it makes sense for these leagues to be making the choices that they are as it pertains to people who are not charged with criminal offenses and whether or not they're eligible to play and what suspensions they should have on top of whatever uh, league-mandated and criminal-related issues there might be out there. Uh, Quotes out suggesting Notre Dame is staying independent, We talked yesterday about the idea that the Big Ten was done with ESPN, moving to Fox, CBS, and NBC. Notre Dame staying independent. Their AD effectively coming out and saying that they thought the landscape looked good for them going forward. I would say that this uh, discussion of Notre Dame and the Big Ten is going to continue. If NBC is going to be getting a part of the Big Ten, just think about it. NBC gets all of Notre Dame's home games now you can see how there could be an easy transition because Notre Dame's television rights are already held by NBC. You could see how in the years ahead, it could make sense. I uh, emphasize could. Could make sense for Notre Dame to still move into the Big Ten and be a relatively seamless transition because if NBC controls all of Notre Dame's home games, which they would, If that is the case, then it would be relatively easy, not difficult at all, to integrate all of those games uh, in Notre Dame inside of the Big Ten going forward. Um, This story jumped out at me because I think it should be a far bigger story. Washington, D.C. is mandating the COVID shot for kids 12 and older. Even worse, New Orleans is right now requiring the COVID shot for kids ages five and up. This is utterly, in my mind, indefensible behavior. First of all, I don't think any kid should get the COVID shot. My own kids are not getting the COVID shot, right? Um, I don't think it makes sense for any kid to get the COVID shot. My kids and your kids probably have already had COVID. So the idea that this COVID shot should be required for ages five plus to go to school in New Orleans is crazy. 12 plus in Washington, D.C. But also this should be a really big story. This is where politicians should be aggressively speaking out on behalf of these kids because around half of all kids have not gotten the COVID shot yet. And those kids are technically not going to be able to actually attend in-person school. And if you truly care about equality, and if you truly care about equal opportunity, a large majority of the kids that have not gotten the COVID shot are Black or Hispanic. Meaning those kids, those minority kids, are more likely than not to be ineligible to actually attend in-person school long after March of 2020 when schools first shut down I shouldn't have shut down in my mind, but long after that actually ended up occurring. So if you are a politician in Louisiana, how are you not having press conferences right now in New Orleans calling out this absurdity? If you are a politician anywhere in the country and you are in Washington, D.C., which is a lot of federal oversight associated with it as being in the nation's capital, how in the world are you not meeting and having discussions about this as well. None of it, none of it makes remote sense at all. It's indefensible. And yet we are continuing to force young kids to get the COVID shot when they don't need it remotely at all. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. Uh, Speaking of disgusting and disgraceful, the worst economic president in any of our lives, the worst president in any of our lives, Joe Biden has now got an 8.5% inflation rate in July, and he's bragging about it. This is one of the worst inflation numbers in the last 40 years. To be fair, it's down from 9.1% in June. It is up 8.5%, however, from last year, and many of you are continuing to fill the brunt of this record high rate of inflation. In your day-to-day existence, whether you're going to the grocery store, whether you're going to Walmart, whether you're going out to dinner anywhere, certainly whether you're putting gas in your car, this is a total mess. And the fact that they're now bragging about 8.5% inflation is testament to how bad things are going. And remember, they've managed to pass the Inflation Reduction Act which has $740 billion in additional federal spending. And yet, every economist out there says far from this actually reducing inflation, this is likely to make inflation higher. Only in Washington, D.C. can you name a bill after something that it is designed to do the opposite of. This is like mandating that somebody eat cookies every day for all of their meals, which... By the way, some of my kids would be fine with. And calling it the Fat, in, uh, the fat Reduction Act. No, you're going to get fatter if you eat unhealthy foods for every meal. And if the government spends money like drunken sailors, inflation is going to continue to rise and maintain how high it is. All right, positive news. Uh, I told you a while ago, came out and I said pretty simply, hey, Twitter... Pay attention to this. I think that Elon Musk is going to end up agreeing to purchase Twitter for something less than $54.20 a share. I don't buy into him being able to completely walk away from this deal. And so I'm looking right now at the charts in front of me. Twitter stock on July the 11th, right at a month ago, Was at $32.65 a share. That's how far down it fell after Elon Musk said, I'm not buying the company. Twitter has filed a lawsuit in Delaware Chancery Court saying, no, 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 you're obligated to buy the company for $54.20 a share. Musk said that he sold more of his Tesla stock because I believe he is starting to recognize that he may well end up purchasing this company. So what I believe is going to happen, and this is what I told you all the way back in uh, June and July, as all this was falling apart, I said, these guys are going to reach a price a little bit lower than $54.20 a share, and Elon Musk is still going to end up buying Twitter. I maintain that that is going to continue to be the, the case, The price of Twitter stock now closed today at $44.41 a share. That is less than $10 below the purchase price offer that Elon Musk has made. The court case is set for October. I would bet that we are going to have an agreed upon settlement for a little bit less of the purchase price to be paid by Elon Musk to settle this once and for all. Uh, We will see whether I end up being correct on this, but it's one argument that I've been making pretty consistently for a while. Finally, you guys know, born and raised in Nashville, public school, K through 12. Two of my three kids are in public school right now. I have another son who is in private school. Well, one of the most elite private schools in all of Nashville is an all-girls school. It's named Harpeth Hall. 155 years this school has been in existence. For 155 years, Harpeth Hall has only had girls that attend its school. 155 years, girls only. Guess what's happened? Harpeth Hall has decided to allow anyone who identifies as a girl or woman to apply to go to its school. This means, in theory, that there are now boys who are deciding to identify as girls who are going to be applying to Harpeth Hall and eligible for inclusion at that school. I just want you to think about this for everybody out there who told me when I said, hey, you know what? This transgender thing is going to be a big mess in the world of sports. Then we saw what happened. Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas... A dude decides to identify as a girl becomes an NCAA swimming champion freaking University of Pennsylvania nominates Leah Thomas as woman of the year. That all happened. 155 years all-girl private school costs over $30,000 a year by the way and what is happening right now? You have got a situation where they suddenly are saying after 155 years hey, If you feel like you're a girl, feel free, go ahead and sit in an application. All bets are off on how long this school will remain all-girl. Because now, if you're a boy and you feel like a girl, that makes you a girl. Go on in to the school. Doesn't matter what the history is. Doesn't matter about the fact that it's specifically an all-girl school. This craziness... This lunacy is coming for your city. It's coming for your school. It's coming for your daughters and the sports teams that they play on and the schools that they attend. And I've been telling you that this craziness was coming. I don't care. Been firm on this for a long time. I don't care what gender you are, I don't care if you want to be a boy. I don't care if you want to be a girl if you're over 18. I think it's crazy that we allow any doctor out there to give gender-changing surgery on any kid because, God forbid, anybody who's ever remembered being 12 or 13 years old, it's not uncommon for adolescents to make really poor life choices, which is why we don't hold them responsible for the life choices they make until they're 18. That's the entire concept of minors, right? You can walk into a store and rob it. And if you do it when you're 15 years old, we wipe that clean by the time we're 18. You're 18 because we believe that until you reach the age of majority, and 18 is probably, frankly, even a little bit too young, but 18 is the number we've chosen. Until you reach the age of 18, you're not really an adult, okay? So we don't let you make every decision that an adult would make. How in the world are 14-year-olds getting their genitals chopped off? And who are the doctors that are allowing this to happen? Giving beta blockers and allowing people to change their gender. If you're over 18, make whatever life choice you want. You're an adult. So long as it's legal, make yourself happy. But if we're going to allow 14-year-olds to just willy-nilly choose what gender they are, what kind of crazy world are we allowing when biology isn't real anymore? And what are we, message are we sending to kids about science when we're telling them, hey, you just get to pick your gender. Sometimes doctors get gender wrong. This is all BS. And the vast majority of you listening to me right now know exactly what I am saying is true. And so, until enough of us start standing up and making our voices heard about how crazy decisions like these are, then they're going to happen more and more. And I don't have any daughters. I got three boys. I'm fortunate uh, that this is not happening at my son's school because I would speak out against it as loudly as I can. But a lot of people aren't speaking out because they're afraid. They're afraid of being targeted themselves. And that's wrong. So that's why I will always speak out about issues like this. I happen to be familiar with Harpeth Hall because it's a sister school of one of the schools that my sons goes to because I grew up here in Nashville and I'm very familiar with this school. Reese Witherspoon went there. It's crazy. It's madness. has to stop. the only way it stops is when reasonable, intelligent, rational, sane people speak out against absurdities like these. My name is Clay Travis, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, go listen to the Clay and Buck Show. Great show today. Have a great show tomorrow with you as well. I think, let me check, I think I'll be on television with uh, Fox News uh, again in the near future, but I will see you guys. Tomorrow on the radio and tomorrow on Outkick the Show as well. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show. Thank you all.